Bang, bang! Welcome to Talk About Take Me Out, episode 9, season 7. My name's Patrick Spicer and I'm in charge. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast, you're going to know these episodes go a little bit loosely and they're not very well organised. So just rest assured this week we've got someone in charge who is taking names. Uh, first name I'm taking, <laughs> Mickey, I've taken your name. How are you doing? Oh, thanks. Uh, uh, good. Mickey Overman is a local comedian. Nathan? <laughs> Nathan Roberts, got your name. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm an international comedian, if anyone who's wondering. Yeah, some of your Belgian stuff is tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Season 7, episode 9. This uh, For me, this was an episode that had it all. Um, you just said it was boring. Off mic, off yeah, mic. Off I said mic. It was boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now we're on mic, and I'm trying to infuse this with a little bit of razzle dazzle. Yeah. But I think this is very a lot of razzle dazzle. This is very important because I think like Patrick has asserted his dominance and stated that he's in charge, and it's immediately been revealed that he is uh, a full-on liar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because this is a cult of personality which runs on charisma and not on facts. Okay. Um, I, I am the Trump of this podcast. I think we've all felt that for quite some time. Yeah. You're the only white man on it. Yeah, bringing kind of a bit of an alternate perspective on <laughs> bit things. Bit of privilege. <laughs> and I'm privileged to be here. Um, Listen, uh, enough chit-chat. Let's um, try and think of some fun and interesting things to say about (laughs) Man One. Man One comes down the lift um, dancing. His name is Darian, which took me about uh, three or four times to catch what his name was. His name's Darian. No, it's Darian. No, Darian. Because it sounds like Marion. Also, he's from Hartlepool, which is where I uh, had one of my uh, worst gigs. What happened? Thank you. <laughs> Can we hear the story? Yeah. But I wanted someone to show some interest and Nathan did. Patrick, you failed. Um, I uh, did this gig in Hartlepool and then uh, the MC said, don't worry, they're just a bit old fashioned. They don't like women or foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. They just don't like two things that specifically apply to you. <laughs> People and, with brown hair, yeah. the Dutch. And then, and then, but he was uh, right. They did not like me. And so he was from there. But you know, what I liked about him was that he came out and he was like, my name is Darian from Hartlepool. And then he just screamed. Mm. He, went, he went, come on to the crowd. <laughs> I was like, okay. He, so I think he did actually think he was a, he was a gladiator. On the skills competition, on like the, the skill competition, on like the... The challenge where they show like their talents. Yeah. He just does like squats. He does squats. He does star jumps. This is an an adrenaline junkie, a man who jumps off cliff faces into the sea. I want to see him stand at the top of the like speaker system and jump onto the ground. That's a challenge. That's a skill. This guy did nothing. That is a challenge. And also that is very uh, much the opposite from cliff jumping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jumping into the water is not the same as jumping into (laughs) onto a hard surface. 
Well, it's not and as good. And also what I thought was like when he was doing like the jumps and the squats with the women, uh, he got them all involved for the listeners. So basically he was doing these like army training kind of drills and he got all the girls involved and he had them all with their hands up in the air and none turned their lights off because they were too busy doing the squats. That is a genius yeah. move. We've seen that before. It's a really good trick. It was such a good trick. His question to the last two girls that he had was, how would you make my weekend worthwhile? Yeah. Which, I mean... <laughs> That's a lot, but okay. Yeah, their answers stunk. Their their answers both were terrible. The first girl was like, "I like a bit of risk and surprise, so why don't you take a risk and surprise me by choosing me?" something Fernandez. Okay. Yeah, which that's is, all right. makes no sense. It was quite the logical puzzle. It was. That's not what that has nothing to do with his weekend. And then the second girl, who he ended up choosing, was like, "I like spontaneity, so why don't you choose me?" That's awful. That terrible. That's yeah, awful. Terrible. Both. No, the other one was better. The other one was ah. better. And the other, she was way more invested. But also, this is a good point. So, uh, he asked, how would you make my weekend worthwhile? Well, how would you guys answer that question? How would we make your weekend worthwhile, Nathan? Yeah, okay. So, I'm the guy. I'm Darius. <laughs> and yeah. you are my final picks. One of, you is my fir- one of you is my love at first light as well. So, you'll find out. Yeah. Patrick. Uh, yeah. Um, I would answer. I would answer that question with a question. Okay. Which is, <laughs> um, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> no, my question would be like, what kind of stuff do you like to do, mate? What you What you like? Well, you can't have a conversation. You have to give an answer. Well, that's where these ladies always go wrong. They just right away answer. Whereas this is actually an opportunity for dialogue, a bit of flirting, no, maybe not third an base. For no, it's where you you've gone wrong. One chance to say it. Okay, um, um, fucking. Okay. We can, we can That's fuck. very good. That's very good. I that like was going to be my answer, but now I'm going to have to do something different. Uh, so how would I make your weekend worthwhile? Yeah. Well, I, I would say um, we could watch any movie you'll pick. Mm. Okay, so we both blew it. No, um, no, no, I, this that is... shows that I have a lot of knowledge about uh, and that I clearly watch your VTs, which I assume your VT would just be you listing off movies that you like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is, okay, if I was on the show at this point, I'd be saying to Paddy, well, my options here are <laughs> either watching Magnolia for the 49th time with Mickey and Fernando's or getting buck nasty with Patrick and Fernando's. <laughs> Right. I think I know which way I'm gonna go. Smash cut to me and Mickey and Fernando's. Yeah. Listen to Amy Mann. Yes, I won. Yeah, that's pretty good. I do. I do slightly challenge the premise of the question, which is how are you gonna make my weekend worthwhile? That just yeah. sounds like a very tragic proposition. That's like someone who doesn't see a weekend as a possibility in the first place. They're like, ugh, another weekend. How are you gonna make me endure this? No. <laughs> This is a guy who wants a girl to say, you know, I'm going to give you a handy. Yeah, he's looking for handies. Yeah, that's what direction I took. Because what he's saying is like, if I'm going to drag my ass all the way to this fucking Fernando's (laughs) place, am I going to get, am I going to get my nut? That's what I want to know. Are you going to, are you going to touch it? And how? And at what point in the date can I expect that to happen? And with, 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 (laughs) (laughs) with which part of your body? Yeah. Okay, so date number one is recap time. 
And we got Ross and Anushka. Anusha. 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 I felt... What a train wreck. <laughs> but watching this, I felt, um, I did think of you, Patrick, because I was like, this is exactly <laughs> what you want to see. A man <laughs> dominating <laughs> his date. He did not even try to let her win. Yeah. Oh, it's just like they went go-karting. So they were go-karting and this huge muscle-bound Ibiza freak <laughs> just absolutely bodied his date. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked it more if there wasn't such uh, latent chauvinism built into it. Like, oh, he was saying misogyny. he was going to crush her, but he was like, um, before we even knew what it was going to be, he said, I hope it's something where I can help her. Yeah. And then the next thing he said was, there's no way on earth I'm letting a woman beat me. Yeah. <laughs> As if he wasn't on national television. He just dropped that in. Yeah. And then he was, and then she was like, oh, you know, it would have been nice if, you know, he'd slowed down a little, a little bit. And then he helped her out of the, he helped her out of the, out of the go-kart and said, you'll get better. Yeah. <laughs> my first date with uh, my girlfriend, we went to uh, the basketball court and I dunked yeah. on her so many fucking times. <laughs> It was humiliating. Absolutely. Three pointers, back of the net. At one That's point, my nice, I, I jumped in the air and my arm outstretched like Michael Jordan in Space Jam. And I yeah, was able yeah, to yeah. slam it down and the, the back of the the back of the hoop smashed. Oh, that must have been... Oh, the back of the hoop smashed. Yeah. So not even... Not the backboard, the actual hoop itself smashed. It smashed the smithereens. <laughs> the metal hoop. I actually was fined quite heavily for that. It was quite embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> on my first ever date, um, not not with Mickey, with uh, my ex, I went. Um, we had a competition to see who could jump the Grand Canyon, <laughs> and, and I ripped it. I I went very far, and I did clear the Grand Canyon. And unfortunately, she didn't. And I, I think she's still down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, like James Franco. <laughs> Is James Franco at the bottom of the Grand Canyon? Well, listen, uh, whatever happened after that movie, I don't think he quite ever recovered from that. Oh, the movie where he cut his arm off. Mm. Yes, I think he was on a date. That was his, that was, uh, ironically, that was his peak. That was his peak. We yeah. don't see too much of him anymore. Well, that's because he turned out to be a little bit of a misogynist. It was because he sent those creepy uh, yeah. Instagram messages to that like 14 year old Scottish girl. It's probably. Are there any famous men who are like notorious poon hounds who are like who everyone loves that? Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, but he's from a different time. If there was a Warren, uh, someone who's no renowned for like being a philanderer. No, I mean Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. He was the one who was making the dad bod like uh, a credible thing again, where he was just like. Mm. Yum yum, and it was and it was basically just photos of Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like I don't know if the dad bod is back or it's just everybody still yeah. fancies Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> He's just a beautiful. <laughs> is man. the dad bod back or is he still here? There's also quite often there's that thing of just like what Hollywood does to people. Mm. There was so much of that with Jennifer Aniston turning fifty, and people oh, were just yeah. like, "Oh my God, what is it? What is it?" First of all, she's never had children, which we all know, uh, and as Trump has mentioned, uh, makes women um, worthless <laughs> and uh, ugly and non-shaggable. And uh, then there's the second thing of like loads of money, <laughs> like of course. Yeah, childbirth is the off switch, <laughs> and I'll stand by that. Oh, hundred percent. I check mm. out the minute yeah. like my my lady gives birth. Yeah, I'm out. You shoot that baby into my hands, and yeah. I say no more out of you, please. <laughs> what what I plan to do is 
present my erect penis next to the birth canal so that as the baby comes out, it smacks into it and then never comes back up again. <laughs> you doink it back in. Doink. <laughs> no, I mean my penis. It knocks the the capacity. For, it renders me impotent. Oh, oh so like- you, you think the onus is on you. Yeah, it's a, that's an indicator of how... Uh, so, for example, if I chose to spend the rest of my life with Mickey, as the baby <laughs> comes out to. of her vagina, it will render me impotent so we can never have sex again in response to the fact that I find her body repulsive <laughs> <laughs> because it's produced human life. And the baby is now the man of the house. You cede yeah. control yeah. to the baby. The he yeah. also reminds me of this constantly. This is not the first time this has come up. <laughs> yeah, this story has gone through several script revisions. I've had some, <laughs> some... Yeah, it used to be much nicer. Yeah, well, the, the, the note that I got was that the villain wasn't clear enough, so I had to give him some character traits. He also wears an eye patch, not that you guys picked up on that. <laughs> I re- baby. I read in the trays that at some point Judy Dench was attached as the baby. <laughs> yeah, she was attached to the baby and she was doesn't... dragged through the birth canal. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say a lot, but when she does, it is powerful. Um, yeah, no, when I... Um, it's nice that Patrick used the word choose uh, when he said uh, to be with me. Yeah, um, love as is if, a choice. <laughs> as, if, as if I don't have anything to say about it. Um, but uh, She yeah. asks me every morning. But I'll, I'll, I'll see his uh, rendering me um, uh, unfuckable with... Uh, I will then, at that point, render him uncuddleable and uh, i think actually he will <laughs> take away <laughs> i think actually that will be mo- much more of a problem to him than the not, not fucking oh yeah if i miss out on cuddles boy <laughs> i'm gonna be going around town i mean i will get it elsewhere don't worry about that I... <laughs> my penis may not work anymore but these arms are fine well i certainly won't need it because the only place i could possibly go is into a desiccated cooch trap and, uh... <laughs> Wow, what a fascinating insight into the building blocks of your relationship. Just yeah, built on it's a fucking and cuddles. Yeah, <laughs> the building blocks are Duplo, and they've been in a lot of kids' mouths. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know either, but it kind of has very the problematic of a joke. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, it's not good. It's possibly slut shaming, but I can't tell in which direction. My favorite bit in the date was when she was talking about how it would have been nice when they were go-karting and she was like, it would have been nice if we'd had more time to talk. And then the cut to the go-karting was him speeding past her and laughing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, his face was just this huge grin. He's like, ah! It's like, mate, you realize you're trying to have sex with this person. I don't know at what point you think that will happen. That is great. And also like, it made me realize that probably the funnest job on this program is the editor. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Great observation. Well rewarded. I would love to be an editor. If I could be anything in this world, it would be the editor of Take Me Out. No. Nathan, you want to be the one doing a podcast about it. Well, really, I want to be the one hosting it. That's that's the real dream. Yes, ideally. Too bad, cuck breath. I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my breath smells of cuck because I just noshed off a bloody cuck. <laughs> you noshed the cuck? Yeah, that's the worst I noshed the cuck. Who noshes the cuck? That's what it says in my <laughs> my plastic wristband. Um. Anyway, when they ask, Ross me, and, ask me what my qualifications um, are, I'll just breathe in their face and be like, nah, his breath stinks <laughs> a jizz. You've got the job. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was Ross, Ross 
Ross and Anusha, um, it was a no likey, but I think Ross has a promising career as a go-kart maintenance man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that brings us on to a man numero dos. Um, Crisp white shirt, zero dancing. It's Tony from Cardiff. Okay. Nathan, don't you think he looks like an American presidential candidate? Yes, definitely. (laughs) I would vote for him as well. We were so confused when he he came down because it's just like he doesn't look... Like anyone who's been on the program before? He kind of looks like if um, Keir Starmer got queer-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> He's much more handsome than Keir Starmer. Yeah, that's, that's the queer Keir Starmer's pretty handsome. Sorry, sorry, Keir. Shots fired. I think what I liked about this guy, so this guy was like really, really attractive, came out, just blew everyone yeah. away. And it's it taught everyone an important lesson about... Waiting to hear all the facts before you make a decision. Because he says that I am yeah. an athlete, I'm very sporty, and then everyone's like, well, a few people tap out. And he says, mm. and I compete as a Paralympian. And everyone's like, oh boy, yeah. I should have should have uh, waited a little bit further. I feel very guilty now. It was amazing because then it was like, it was just such a test of like, because there was a whole bit then of time after he said he was a Paralympian and there was on the VT it showed that uh, he had had uh, part of his leg was removed and that's that was his disability then there was just like a whole <laughs> time where like no one dared tap out yeah <laughs> just to, for the like you know fear of uh, looking ableist and it wasn't until like all the way further along when it was like, and he has a hamster. There was just loads yeah, of yeah, people yeah. who tapped out on that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, you're not fooling anybody. Mine is the hamster thing. That's when I had to tap out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a hamster. It was definitely the hamster. No follow-up <laughs> questions. Hamsters are always, they are noisy though. Like they're, they're ridiculous yeah, pets Yeah, they're a have. terrible pet. I don't understand why anyone has a hamster. Yeah, they sleep all day and they only come out at night where they just run incessantly on a wheel to soundtrack <laughs> your madness and insomnia. They're <laughs> awful yeah. pets. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, I have nothing. Uh, but this morning, me and Patrick were woken up by, um, by builders. Ah, oh, these builders. And there's builders outside. And these builders and- are both hamsters. <laughs> Running on their wheel, yeah, sawdust everywhere. But it was the, it's the kind of thing that reminds us that we absolutely cannot sleep uh, when there's uh, when there's men outside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can only sleep when there's hot babes outside. Yeah, but it was also the kind of thing that reminds you that like it's the it's the pandemic and you're sleeping in way longer than you otherwise maybe would because we would be at work. Yeah, what time was this? What time was this happening? Yeah, it's like you know, it's like eight well, thirty. You can't really go yeah. outside, being like lads. What no? Eight thirty is so. I thought you were talking about like eleven a.m. I was like, okay, that's like that's kind of late. Eight thirty is really no. early for Wojewa. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. Eight thirty is not a time at which you can go out to someone who has a proper job and yeah. say, "Stop doing your job," because yeah. I'm trying to lie. Maybe if you work nights, even <laughs> then, you're the you're the societal freak. You got to just eat it. No. Yeah, you have to eat it. Come back at three. Come back at three. That's when they're done. <laughs> Yeah, but at three, that's when I want to kick back on my hammock. I don't want to be listening to people fucking chiseling. Oh, yeah, that's, that's when you like to sort of kick back with a Mai Tai, listen to Jack Johnson. Yeah, yeah, you've seen me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You know what I like. Yeah, I follow your Twitch cast. 
<laughs> I got one uh, one viewer. It's just Patrick drinking Mai Tais on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, and they're virgin Mai Tais. <laughs> and it's me and... watching and trolling you, even though you know it's me. <laughs> even though your name is Nathan Darcy Roberts. <laughs> and upping your sub every single one. <laughs> I just troll you and plug my own Twitch scars. <laughs> <laughs> Which is right after. <laughs> Where I sit in a rocking chair and listen to Sophie and Stevens. It's a lot more haunting. At the end came the moment that none of us ever wanted to see. Uh, which, oh. is, which is Shad's in the final two. Um, I don't think she's ever been here before. and She was once, I think. Once. Luckily, it was a stay of execution. We got to continue enjoying her. Um, but this time, we weren't so lucky. But I will say, I think it was for a worthy man. I, I do so as well. The giant he's, he's a good. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's also the most handsome man um, of of the white guys that's been on this show. Yeah, he's like genuinely like really, really attractive. Like, yeah. actively like really talented. Yeah. It just seems like a decent man. Uh-huh. No, I'm glad. I was, I was happy. This is how I wanted it to happen. Right, yeah. This is in my dream journal. Mm. He, I, he asked them what their um, their lucky charm would be and Shad said her, her lucky number was two and one plus one equals two maybe and just she sort of maybe. corpsing the whole way through <laughs> like what the fuck am I talking about how would you answer that mm. I would have said these nuts and so then squeezed them but like slightly <laughs> too hard uh, so I would have been like ow I'd be like ow and like it would have peaked on my mic and then there'd be a real awkward lull in the studio yeah and then i would have limped down as i made my decision (laughs) everyone's lights would have been turned off and you would have walked up the stairs (laughs) with a visible blood patch in the back of my white trousers and they would have still sent you to Fernando's by yourself and they would have made you go on a banana boat and the whole time you're going oh my car (laughs) and I would have like a full nappy cast on it's like Jesus what did he do to his nuts I'm like I'm constantly wincing (laughs) good yeah so that's lucky um well terrific goodbye shads date two was Natasha and Rich and Rich had an alt-right haircut from last week. They were. This was one of the chummiest dates I've ever seen on Take Me Out. Yeah, I feel well, this is quite boring. I think boring. she really enjoyed it, and she definitely wanted a second date. But he said she was perfect in every way, and that he was in love with her. <laughs> he didn't say he was in love with her. He said love at first light turned into love at first sight, which is the same thing. Yeah, it's like, you you fool. You simple muscle fool. <laughs> Two basic bitches falling in love. Yeah, and it was great because they both didn't enjoy the day that they'd been sent on, which is on to a winery where they had to do like the stamping on the grapes thing, which she didn't oh, even yeah. do. She was just like, uh-uh, pass. Uh, but they still were clearly so into each other that they were just having a nice time. Because they don't want to be drinking fucking wine. They want to be doing shots in the club, which I imagine they yeah. went on to do and had an amazing time. That's what they want to be doing. They want to be finger fucking on a greasy <laughs> dance floor. Awesome. Go do that. Nathan. I, I no, I've, I've, had, I I've had Nathan my time. wants to be finger fucking in the club. I, I, well. I've had my time finger fucking on dance floors. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's totally fine. And that's just what they want to be doing. And now I'm at a time this where is, I want to be... um, Just before the quarantine, right? Yes. And I think it actually actively contributed towards the widespread of coronavirus. <laughs> the way you do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
The way you do it, where you take out your hands out of a lady's pants and then you blow in her face. <laughs> like, like I'm about to roll dice, which I kind of am with both of our health. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. I mad peace to Natasha and Rich. Um, they <laughs> two idiots in love. Two idiots in love whose second date is going to be to go golfing in London. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, good luck to them. Um, bloke three uh, fires down the lift and he comes out doing the cardboard box move and not big fish, little fish cardboard box, just the cardboard box bit. Um, and that's pretty much all he does. Um, what are, what, I love what are that we... you're always commenting on the dancing. Yeah, I, yeah th- I think it says a lot about a person. <laughs> and this guy is vibe. He's like a public school supervillain looking kind of guy, and he knows that move. <laughs> <laughs> and remaining perfectly still, it's Ben from London. I think he looked nice. I don't think. Okay, so Ben from London is a very. It's like it's like a lanky white guy. Cool. Yeah. You, that's who he is, and. He comes down and says that he is heavily involved with, like, PETA and animal rights. And then yeah. they show a VT in which it shows him at protests for animal rights. Yeah. I feel that this was a uh, subterfuge Death. effort to come and promote animal rights on a primetime slot on ITV. I don't think he wanted a date. I think he was just using it to promote his own personal views. Thoughts. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, it seemed this like that feels was like definitely this, what was happening. This feels like his friends dared him to go on, his Peter friends dared him to go on uh, Take Me Out and uh, show animal rights. Mm. And, 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 he, and, he, and he paired up with a vegan for him to breed with. So that was actually a, a happy outcome. Yeah, it was actually an unexpectedly uh, beautiful outcome. Unless she was a plant yeah, as well. I think she was a plant. He oh, was okay. he was rock solid in his um, comebacks though. So good. He was super quick. Yes, yeah. he was pretty good. Yeah. That that was like Nathan level good. Like he. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to give him that. What he has good comebacks. You know that. Uh, when uh, when he was like when the girl was like, uh, "Oh, you're a little bit you're built you're like I think I'm more built than you." He said, I'm big in the right place. Yeah, that was a great line. What I liked about that is that it implies that he's got a dick that's just throbbing with muscle. (laughs) Swinging down. His dick looks like Hulk Hogan's arm. Yeah. But he didn't have a good answer when it came down to what his favourite film was. And I Yeah, I thought you would have something to say about that. He asked asked his two funnel picks what their favourite movies were. And he says, my Uh favourite film is Titanic. You're a grown-ass man. Grow up. (laughs) Favourite film? Yeah. Mm. That's like saying your favourite food is Cocoa Pops. There's a time and a place. Grow up. <laughs> Day number four is Naomi Naomi and Andy, who oh, had this a, is a train wreck. staggering height difference, but she mercifully wore flats. She did. So they go for a Thai massage, and I don't know how they got there, but at one point he's giving her the massage and sitting yeah. on her bum. It might you know been... what I think with massages? Is that like whenever, whenever I'm having the massage, it's never as nice as I. Yeah, I have never had a nice massage. I, I'm sure. To, did I tell you the story of when I got my first massage at Glastonbury? You got a massage at Glastonbury. <laughs> it was my fi- It was the final day, so it was like Sunday, and I figured what oh. I'll do is like I've got like a fiver that I can like spare, so I go to. They've got like a massage area. They've got like, got like a whole like healing tent part. 
So I was like, I was walking up and down and looking for like who would probably be the cheapest person. And there was one dude. And I was like, okay, the dude is going to be the cheapest one because no one's going to go to the dude. Everyone's going to go to like the women because they've got like, what? Because it's less creepy. So yeah, we I, just watched that episode of Seinfeld. So I go to the dude and I say, how much is it for a massage? And he says, 10 pounds. And I go, uh, and he goes, how much have you got? And I was like, five pounds. <laughs> and he goes, oh, fine. I'll do it for half the time. So I go in and I'm wearing a sh- uh, like just like a loose shirt that's like uh, like buttoned up and I unbutton it and he goes yeah keep your shirt on and then Aww. as I was buttoning my shirt back up just all the knots in my back were just tightening <laughs> and tightening and I just lay there for half an hour hating every single second of it and knowing he hated every single second of it and then handing over a fiver which I probably couldn't actually afford. Yeah. Why? To all of that. Because I thought it would help. I understand the the intent. I had a terrible massage in Japan once. I was on my way back and I had to like... It was weird. There were like two airports in Tokyo and I flew from one to the other and then I had to wait at that one for like 16 hours. So I I was in a hotel and I had some yen left over and I was like, oh, I'll just get a massage. And and this guy came up to my room and (laughs) (laughs) there wasn't like a table or anything and he was really uncomfortable. As soon as he walked in, he looked like really uncomfortable to be in my room and he spoke no English and there was no uh what's it called table so I just he just made me lie on the bed (laughs) and he also was very clear he didn't want me to take my shirt off so I was fully clothed and he put towels on top of me (laughs) (laughs) and then he just sort of like lightly squeezed me for like half an hour and I wanted to like five minutes in I wanted to be like this is terrible I don't want a massage anymore but I didn't want to hurt his feelings so I just sort of lay there for half an hour and then he went away. It was like 80 pounds. Oh my God. <laughs> I am inherently intimidated by men maybe because I had a um, massage by a man a few months ago and he said, okay, by the way, like, um, so I'll sort of like work in the knots on your back, uh, but it should never hurt. So like if it hurts, uh, just, just flag it up and tell me. I was like, okay, cool. And he started massaging me and it immediately hurt. And I was like, I can't tell him this soon. I can't. I. So I just lay there in pain for a good what, 10 minutes. because you didn't want to be seen as like a... Weak. Yeah. Well, you, you can't take a massage, mate. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? I'm just warming up, you bloody pansy. And I was like, he's not going to think that at all. It's just all internalised toxic masculinity. I was like, oh, yeah. I need to act tough during this massage. <laughs> Naomi, Naomi and Andy say, oh, the best thing that happened in yeah. <laughs> Andy's date is she was like, there's a point where she was obviously not vibing the date. And then she went, oh, there's a really important deal breaker for me, which is, do you go to church? And then Andy was like, yes, every Sunday. Okay, here's my question. I just, do you believe she was telling the truth? That she's a Christian? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I think don't know. I she, she I don't think she qualified. She didn't say how often she goes to church or how important it was to her. But I, she definitely wanted to use it as a very clear, I'm not interested reason. Yeah, mm. I think it was an out. I, I mean, maybe she, maybe she does, but I do yeah, feel it was an out. it's the kind of thing where you, I think it's something you do like maybe maybe when you're younger, like. It would happen in clubs, like someone would say, maybe you'd speak to a girl and they'd say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm gay. Just as like a clear, like, I don't want to get into, I don't want to get into something, but I just don't want, I don't want to turn you down, but I don't want to pursue this. And you'd be like, okay, I can see like, you're now making out with another guy. That was a lie. 
fine. Here's something. <laughs> I I said it. I said it like. Does that happen to you a lot? Yeah, and I've said it to I've said it to a girl. Like um, a girl was coming on to me once, and she, I said, "I'm sorry, I'm gay," and she went, "Prove it." Like, <laughs> you don't get to do that. That's not the rules of how this works. Well, she knew how it worked. She knew you were lying. Yeah, she could yeah. see straight through me. Did you prove it? I didn't prove it. <laughs> and how did you prove oh, it? I proved it, baby. <laughs> Prove that you proved it. <laughs> you immediately kissed the guy next to you. I immediately went and got a massage. But um, I feel this was... She didn't want to be there from the outset. She came up with various no. lies. Yeah. And that's that. Man number four. Uh, wow, what a corker. Uh <laughs> This. Because there are there are so many aesthetic comments to make uh, yeah. about Aaron from he's, Hastings. He's so dressed for a day at the park. I want to yeah. I want to pass directly over to Nathan, please, and get your comprehensive take. Mm. <laughs> but the thing is, I consider myself quite good at like you look like things, but I could not come up with anything as good as what Farah said. I know who just Amazing. put it simply and mm. said, "You look like Bart Simpson." <laughs> Nailed we it. gave you a skateboard, you look like Bart Simpson. Everyone Because <laughs> he did. He did look like Bart he Simpson. He did look like Bart Simpson. He's a beatboxer. Uh, he uh, rides a unicycle and he, he loves origami. Yeah, you can't ride a unicycle. If you ride a unicycle, you'd never tell anyone. Ever. It's not but cool. So- Even if you're good at it, the, be- the better you are at, unico- at unicycles, the worse it is. <laughs> Yeah, me and Patrick were just discussing this because I used to have a housemate who had a unicycle and I just remember like once trying to ride it. She would go to like an abandoned skate park somewhere and try and like ride it. And once I went with her and I was like, this is so fun, but you can't be someone who has a unicycle (laughs) because if you ride a unicycle, you're the person that rides a unicycle. Yeah. There's no way of riding a unicycle without that becoming part of your identity. So you have to want that. There's a really easy way, which is you strap a second wheel to the back of your unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately like, you become normal. Of course, his exhibition is that he rides around on his unicycle, juggles mid <laughs> he's he's spinning around juggling and then he barrels towards the girls at high speed on his unicycle at which point he gets a blackout oh. it's just so devastating um okay well that's the episode um season seven episode nine everyone said we weren't gonna do it and we did it um <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us over to um our last segment which i like to call heroes and villains um uh-huh. let's kick it off with hero and i want to hear mickey's hero who's your hero okay my hero is shads nice the thing is like we lost her today and that was really sad and uh i don't think i've ever actually picked her as a hero even though she's my favorite so i'm now doing that thing where like the academy gives out a lifetime achievement <laughs> award <laughs> when they've never actually yeah, yeah. given them an oscar she is the judy dench of yeah <laughs> it's like oh but we loved your whole oeuvre <laughs> so uh shads is my hero uh, and i don't think it really needs any explanation that's fair. Yeah. Um, I, me too. Shads as well. Yes. Um, no edition. Needs recognition. Going to miss her. Can't wait for next week when we get to see how she behaves on the date. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be uh, zingers all the way. Yeah. Um, Nathan? 
Yeah, it's technically Shad's as well, um, but I was. You had a different one. Shut up. <laughs> no, I, I had a double. I had to. Cause I, yeah, my, my theory is like it's Shad's in theory, but it's, that's that's so obvious. That's that's inferred. I think my real hero is Farah for her Bart Simpson line, which <laughs> is yeah, yeah. just brilliant. I thought she well. thought she crushed it. She didn't do much. Uh, you mentioned Judy Dench. She was like Judy Dench in Shakespeare and Love. She didn't have. Uh, many lines, but fuck the line she had. She made a big impact, and uh, that's why I am nominating her for best supporting actress. That's a mi- that's really good because I do think Farah and Shads are the MVPs of the season. Mm. Oh yeah, so, have they been in since episode one? Yeah, both. Yeah, oh, I hope Farah gets a date next week. She won't. No. She's not even aware of what's happening around her usually. Yeah. She doesn't even yeah. really want a date. She doesn't care. She do- it's not yeah, I don't think so either. She's just there to have a good time. <laughs> She's just there to watch some blackouts. Oh, well, that was nice. I liked I liked those heroes. Dees. Um, okay, Nathan, can we hear your villain? My villain this week is Aaron from Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> for the villain the most vulnerable person we've ever seen in this show villains can be call vulnerable. him out yeah yeah the thing is what is villainy <laughs> boo is it tyranny is it evil intent or is it a failure to grow and i think if you look at it from that perspective aaron is a quintessential villain because he fails to recognise his flaws and his failure to recognise his flaws will um, just make him even more toxic than I already assume he is. If so- I was your teacher and I had to grade this essay, I would say, you can't set up your own thesis like that and then go, I've just proven it. You can't be like, what is villainy? Then make up what villainy is and then go, and this guy fits the bill. It's like, that's not how that works. Uh, then you'd go to my desk to hand out the paper and you'll find I'm not there because I'm at the skate park being rare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, I do. And the thing is, here's, what, here's my proposition. Aaron, I call you out. Mm. If you come to meet me for our bout on a unicycle, I will bang <laughs> you out. If you come there on foot like a man... Then we'll talk it through. We'll have we'll have a few beers, socially distancing in the park, being sensible. Oh, you're not at the canal this time. No, the canal is too stained with the raw <laughs> iron stench of dry blood. That that might be your kindest call out we've had. I mean, yeah. normally there is never the option to escape getting banged out. That's just absolutely not. That's built in and guaranteed. Well, because... Normally, there's a giant red X with people standing. <laughs> well, it's not like that. Okay, I, I will say because it's not. And a big villain. I will say this episode, I don't think there has been a big, big villain. So yeah. I think Aaron is, I think you're on the precipice. You're in the first act of your Joker transition and are willing to try and help you out. Mm. Uh, you never said your um, social media and I'm just going to make a note for myself to double the amount of time that we normally have for this. Just so you can say um, both your different handles because they're different. What? Nathan, you have to say your social media <laughs> handles, you knob. What? <laughs> Nathan has checked out. I concealed my disc so effectively. 
no idea what I was talking about. Um, yeah, you just got dissed, Nathan. Nathan, what are your social media handles? Keeping in mind you have two, which is too many. Oh, very, very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen up, bitch. Aaron, if you want to find me, um, you, I imagine you're the kind of guy that doesn't have social media. <laughs> cool. Um, so if you do, uh, if you want to find, contact me through one of your friends' uh, <laughs> social medias, you, you, you can find me at Twitter at Mr. Darcy Roberts or on Instagram at Nathan Darcy Roberts, all one word. Do your best, nice. bitch. Great. Um, my villain for the episode, I agree, I don't think there were any really strong villains, but I'm going to give it to Ross. Um, oh, good one. Yeah, for um, Ross of riding the go-kart super fast. <laughs> it really pains me to give the villain to someone who really displayed some incredible technique out on the course and just absolutely smashed his date, um, <laughs> laughing in her face. Um, saying to her, uh, I think we know who won that, don't we? I think that, you know, <laughs> these <laughs> are qualities. sounds like you're describing your hero. My kind of guy. He, I guess technically he is sort of my hero villain this week in that he displayed the qualities of a villain. But if I were to elect someone as president in the world, it would certainly be him. <laughs> I um, feel in the same way that I, Aaron is everything I fear that I could be. Ross is yeah. everything that you secretly desire to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I would behave almost identically to Ross on this date. I'm just docking in points. Um because of because of by injecting uh chauvinist attitudes into what is basically just a very cool thing to do. He's undermining it for the rest of us, so I'm worried next time I go on a date with hey. whoever, whoever that may be. Hey. Um <laughs> And I am crushing it out there on, on you know, the mini court. golf, for example. And it's just hole in one, hole in one, hole in one. And then she's like, isn't this like that time uh, that guy Ross was doing that stuff? And he said that thing about beating women. And then um, I'm cancelled. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't get to go to my own birthday party. Um, <laughs> for those reasons, Ross, um, I do hate the player, but I love the game. Um, <laughs> and What's I'm your handle? And I'm calling you out. And you can get me at Patrick Spices on Twitter and Instagram. And I will race you to the grave. Also, no, you see, boy. you hate the player, but... No, but... What was it? You hate the player. I hate the player, but I love the game. Should it be the other way around? Because the game is misogyny. So you love the player, but you hate the game that he's playing, which no, is... No, I love the I love the game of going on dates and destroying people at mini games. Um, I hate the player of that game in this instance because he used um, tactics of chauvinism, uh. which are which are off the book. I'm so I'm so glad that you asked for uh, more information on that, Nathan. Yeah, do you have any more follow-up questions? Yeah, that's that was really that was really kind that he got to elaborate on that. Okay, well, thanks for that, guys. That's the end of the episode. Uh, another welcome. all-star classic, and I look forward to seeing it getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, Patrick doesn't know where he is. <laughs> uh, right, so I guess that just leaves us with sign-off catchphrases. Um, oh, no. Nathan? <laughs> Zowie zing. <laughs> 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 classic from nathan i'll go next um and that's why they play the guitar in argentina mickey <laughs> that's all from me see you later my babies 
yeah, we'll see you later, my babies. <laughs> um, peace out, peace out. This podcast was brought to you by Mickey Overman, Nathan Darcy Roberts, and Patrick Spicer. Theme tuned by the very funny Ben Kavanagh. <laughs>